it's time for some podcast reviews from Mon. Lisa is a total badass who interviews amazing women in a different, approachable and relatable way. I completely recommend her podcast. It will change your life. <laughs> she wrote that in capital, so of course I had to say it like that. That's so cool. So let's talk about forgiveness. So I have okay. always been the person, and my husband and I both came to an agreement that if one of us says sorry, the other person must receive it immediately because it's <laughs> because it's oh, hard wow. to say sorry. And okay. so in, if someone's stepping out of their comfort zone and mm -hmm. saying it, it's almost like you want to reward them for stepping out of their comfort zone. So mm -hmm. saying sorry is, it needs to be received well. But I read a quote of yours that I'm going to read out loud that I think is so freaking awesome. It said, you are not required to forgive. Contrary to popular opinion, you are not required to accept anybody's apology just because they offer it to you. Their expression of regret or remorse is theirs to express. Your choosing if, how, and even when to respond to their expression is entirely up to you. So talk mm -hmm. to me about it because it has been literally the antithesis of what I've been doing. Oh, I love this. Okay, so I say that before we can forgive we have to first do our own self-care and we have to heal before we can forgive. And I also believe that unfortunately, a lot of us have the wrong idea about forgiveness because we somehow think that forgiveness means that I have to still continue in relationship with you. Forgiveness means that I have to continue to give you access to me. And I absolutely do not agree with that. I think I can forgive you and accept that that has happened to me and move on from my own healing and still put up appropriate boundaries or barriers that says I choose to no longer engage you, right? And that is a very important thing because I can say, you know what? I will forgive you. I will forgive you for violating my boundary, for causing a wound in me. But it does not change the fact that I am wounded, you know, and how I love to give this to people, right? I can say I have the best of intentions. I can say I didn't mean to hit you with my car, but it doesn't change the fact that if I hit you, that you're hurt just because I didn't mean to do it or even worse, because I made a bad choice. And this is the other thing I love for people to say I made a mistake when they really made a bad choice. The oh. bad choice is I did what I wanted to do at that time. And they go, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. No, a mistake is like, I didn't mean to run over your foot because I miscalculated and I didn't see it there. That's different than I slept with somebody because the entire time I wanted that more in the moment than I wanted to honor my commitment to you. And because I chose me, that should not then put you under obligation to have to let me off the hook for that wounding, to have to move on from that wounding. And that's the other part is that people want immediate forgiveness. They don't want forgiveness as part of a process to healing. They say, OK, I'm sorry. OK, I said I'm sorry. That's it. You have what? to accept that I'm sorry and let's just move on. But meanwhile, you're bleeding and wounded in the background. And that leaves you to have to do the work of your own healing by yourself. I think that that's so disingenuous. And so if somebody says, I recognize that I did something that wounded you and I apologize for doing that. Now, how can I be there for us to tend to your wound? How do I make you whole again? And it's not simply by giving you lip service to say, I'm sorry. That's for you. That's not for me. I'm glad that you feel remorse or regret. Now let's tend to the wound that you created in me. 
for as long as that takes and for however that looks like in order for me to heal. You don't get to decide that and two words are not going to heal that. Girl, that's so true because actually now as you're talking, because we've been together for so long, we do things naturally now. We do that. It's um, thank you for saying you're sorry. I really hear you. I appreciate it. I'm still actually upset. So just give me a while. And so it Mm -hmm. becomes a, it's not like, well, I'm sorry. So you've got to forgive me and you've got to pretend that nothing ever happened. Like that doesn't solve anything. Right. Um, but it is the, give me the grace to work through the emotion of this. Um, and I, and the grace is the big part, right? Because I tell every couple, you know, if you're, if you're together forever, you are going to need grace. Yes. So treat the person how you want to be treated in the experience. Sometimes it's very easy for us to be the victim. Oh no, you hurt me. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So no, remember, and I'm going to hold on to that and I'm not going to allow myself to heal. I'm not going to allow myself to get over it. It's usually a very manipulating kind of thing. And it may be subconscious. We don't always do it because we want to, but sometimes when I'm wounded, you treat me differently. You treat me the way I really want to be treated. You give me extra uh-huh. attention. You talk more nicely to me. You're softer. You come home on time. You do things and I want that to last. So maybe I want this pain to linger. I'm going to relish in it because there's a payoff, right? Or maybe I've learned somewhere or I'm afraid that I let you off the hook too early. You're going to do it to me again. Mm. So I'm going to hold it over your head. I'm going to hold you hostage to it. I'm going to remind you over and over. Remember, you did that thing. Remember, I'm still hurt. Remember. And so we do that over and over. So the person goes, wow, okay, I really get it. Wow, that really affected you. Because we're trying to get a reaction from them, which is their understanding of the depth of the wound that they've caused. And we're afraid that if we let them off the hook too soon, then they will do it again. And then the other part is the person hasn't given us what we need in order for us to feel confident that they actually understand the wound that they've caused. So we'll linger in it. And every time they do it again, we'll go, see that? That's what I'm talking about. You never listen to me. You don't understand. You And we'll keep bringing it up over and over. That's why sometimes couples will talk about the same problem. They'll go, yeah, 20 years ago when he cheated on me. Wow. And they go, man, if I would have known that it was going to be all this and you said you would forgive me and and they go, yeah, but you know, the minute that I forgive you, you're just going to do it again. Because oftentimes the partner doesn't take the accountability that's required. They only give you the lip service of the I'm sorry, but no plan, no teamwork, no, uh, uh, no sense of responsibility. No, this is how we'll go forward and how I will own it and how I will hold us together to make sure that that never happens again. So there are all these self-serving ways where if we wound each other and we don't really do the work to heal each other and just give each other quick lip service. You love me. You're supposed to forgive me. Or I realize that I'm required to forgive, even if I really don't feel it, but I have to pretend that is why we find ourselves stuck. And often if we make agreements to forgive, but we really don't, we don't feel like we can come back to the person to say, look, I'm still wounded. I'm still hurt. Mm. I'm still holding on to it. So instead of being able to express that and that be a problem we work together as a team on, now I have to pretend. I have to pretend that we're okay because I made the agreement. So now I'm really resentful, but I can't talk about the real thing. So I'm going to yell at you about the trash and the dishes and you working too late and you doing everything else. 
So we have to give our relationship the space and, and, and breath for transparency, for honesty, and for humanness to be able to say, listen, I know I made an agreement with you, but that's when I thought I could do a certain thing. Now that I'm checking into who I am and what I'm actually feeling and what I actually need, I can't honor that agreement. And so now we need to consider that we need to do things a new way for our relationship. Because again, there's you, your partner and the relationship. I can't give this relationship what I agreed to. So you and I have to come up with a new agreement that works for our relationship. Mm -hmm. My husband and I have one agreement. And it's to use a word important to me. If you say that important, we probably say it two or three times a year because it yeah. means if I say it, you have to drop everything and not even ask why. We've just got that agreement. We don't abuse the word. So we use it very sparingly. Mm -hmm. And only once in 18 years have we clashed and we both said it was important and he didn't come over to my side. And so in that moment, I was like, I literally, it was a very emotional moment. I broke down. I said, I need you. I don't think I've ever needed you more than I need you now. It is important. And he was going through similar emotions. And so he's like, I can't be there for you. I have to mm -hmm. go on this, this trip. And the trip was so important to him that we, colli we collided. And I was like, this is that moment. This is that yeah. moment that if I do not let go of it, if I do not process what we are going through right now, and I do not accept what has happened, discuss it, of course, talk through it. What are we going to do next time? All of that. But now it becomes a, well, why should he come to my side? Why am I not willing to go to his? So it's it doesn't just go one way, Lisa. It goes yeah. both ways. And now I have to actively forgive him wholeheartedly because mm -hmm. like you said I could tell within just humans and myself that if in five years I ask him to be there for me and for whatever reason he's not I'll be like see you did it again and he'd be like what yeah. do you mean I did it again so mm -hmm. um so how do you work through the forgiveness and it's not really forgetting it's let's say learning from it instead of mm -hmm. holding on to it Mm -hmm. So there's a difference, right? I tell people all the time, you'll never forget anything in a relationship. Right. Most, listen, especially as women, right? We're like <laughs> elephant brains. We can remember everything, right? But the key is not to forget, but to pay attention to how it makes us feel. And if we're still holding on to negative energy about a thing, then that means that we need to heal it. Okay. Every relationship has scars. Scars are okay because scars are the testimony to what you survived. Scars are perfectly fine. Open wounds though, over time will fester, will become toxic and that will kill a relationship. They're the things that when I'm working with couples, they'll go, you know, I really should have left you 10 years ago because I knew that that moment that changed everything that changed for me the way that I saw you. I was never the same with you again. Yes, I was here, but I never trusted you the same. I never could open up to you the same. Our lovemaking was different. Our respect level, how we talked, we started to go our separate ways. Everything changed. Like they can find those defining moments where they unfortunately didn't do what they needed to do in order to heal the relationship. And this is why I strive to just drive home the point over and over that your relationship is different from you and your partner. 
There are things that you both need as individuals, and sometimes those things will be different than what's in the best interest of your relationship. And so how you have a successful relationship and not just be two individuals living under the same roof, getting your needs met individually from each other, sometimes together and other times separately, is by committing to working in partnership to always do what's in the best interest of your relationship. And if you don't have those agreements, I tell couples all the time, when you're in conflict, 99.9999999999% of the time, it's because you don't have an agreement for how your relationship is supposed to function in that area. So you're operating according to what you want or what you think is best. They're operating according to what they want or what they think is best, but you've never come to an agreement. So this is where I am. This is where you are. Now, what's in the best interest of our relationship? Okay, so this is how we are going to function. So a great example is like, let's say that you are a home in bed, set the uh, security alarm on your home every night by 10 p.m. And you like to feel safe and know that everybody is accounted for. But your partner is a party animal. They love to go out. They love to come up with the sun. They'll go to the, to the nightclubs all night long. Then they want to go and have a nightcap. Then they want to go have early morning breakfast. And so they want to come in the house at six or seven o'clock in the morning. And you think that is absolutely unacceptable. That is absolutely unacceptable. And your partner thinks, well, I'm not coming in at 10 o'clock at night. That's absolutely unacceptable that you want to control and contain me. So now we have to compromise. And a compromise is where everybody comes to the table and everybody gets up winning or getting something that they wanted but no one person is 100% happy. Because if I win and you lose, then our relationship loses. So we both have to give, we both have to get, and we both have to feel like we've gotten something equally. So perhaps if I'm a 10 person and you're a six, well, I'm not willing to let you stay out till six, but maybe two o'clock, I could see my way to. Okay, well, I'm a six and I'm not doing 10, but maybe I could do three. Okay, so you say two and I say three, how about 2.30, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's great. And at 2.30, when I hear the security alarm go off, I'm not gonna be upset about that because that's the compromise and I know that you're happy. And when you come home at 2.30, you're not gonna be pissed off about that because you know that I feel safe and I honored your needs. And so now our relationship knows how we function. We know what to expect. We know how to govern ourselves. And because we love each other, we found our way to the middle and our relationship has a way to function that we both understand. That's so amazing and I think it eliminates any judgment, right? Because it's like over time, everyone always thinks they're right. Everyone. Of course, so it's, of so, course. It, so it's like, what do you mean you're staying out till six, right? It comes across <laughs> with judgment. You're not making them feel good. And now, you know, you're, you're kind of getting those emotions um, yeah. all rattled up where when you come together, you're just going to be butting heads instead of actually coming together, like you said. Oh, yeah. Um, as like a team, I, I say it like um, a tennis match. It's like uh-huh. we're not on opposite sides. We're playing doubles. You're on That's my it. side and we're trying to win the game together. That's it. If you have big, beautiful, incredible, audacious dreams for your online business, but you actually lack the confidence in your ability to then actually make it happen. And I promise you, my homie, and I say this with all the love and compassion in my heart, your company will never get 
where you want it to go. I've been there, guys. In Growing Quest, I had to face myself every day. I didn't know what I was doing. And I really wish that I had Shopify at the time. Because when you choose to grow your business with Shopify, you have everything you need to make your dreams a reality. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with their incredible magic AI, award-winning customer service, and the internet's best converting checkout, you literally have everything you need to make all of your amazing businesses' dreams a reality. And that's exactly why I adore and love Shopify. If you're serious about growing your freaking badass business and you want to build your confidence and have faith, then Shopify is here for you. So go over right now and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash lisa all lowercase guys again that is go to shopify.com slash lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in one more time that's shopify.com slash lisa you won't regret it i'm going to be utterly honest there is little more damaging to your confidence than feeling weak and helpless and just struggling to get the care that you actually need from your doctor. And trust me, guys, I unfortunately speak from experience because when I was struggling with crippling, crippling gut issues about nine years ago now, it took me years, years to find a doctor that not only could I connect with, but a doctor that actually would listen, wouldn't gaslight me and actually take my words and my experience as truth so that they could actually eventually help me heal and not just to give me another freaking pill and then push me out the door. But now, my homie, you don't have to struggle to find the right doctor for you anymore and that's thanks to ZocDoc. ZocDoc is an absolutely free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and then instantly book appointments with them online. And with ZocDoc, you can actually filter by insurance, location and specialities to find the perfect fit for you, not for your friend, not for anyone else, but for you. Plus, on top of that, you can actually go and read verified reviews from real patients to find the doc that you can actually trust. And typically, wait times for booking an appointment are days, not weeks. Because let's face it, when you're sick, you need to see someone right now. So my homie, do not, I repeat, do not neglect your health. Instead, go over to ZocDoc.com slash Lisa and download the ZocDoc app for absolutely free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Lisa. ZocDoc.com slash Lisa. And so, you know, judgment, I always say if you are judging, whether you're judging yourself or you're judging somebody else, you are really in your ego. That is a very (laughs) egocentric place because it says that I'm right. I know how this should go. And the reason why I say it, that it works both ways is because oftentimes, and and my office is called the no judgment zone. It's like the sanctuary is what my clients have nicknamed it. And the reason for that is because, you know, who we are even changes over time. What we know, the resources that we have, how we see the world, and everybody is doing the best that they can with what they have in any given moment. So if I am now in my 40s judging the choices that I made at 20 and I go, oh, that was so dumb. Oh, what was I thinking? I was just a ridiculous person. 
Well, my 20 year old self, first of all, was responsible for getting me to the place that I am. (laughs) And they had to figure out how to do that with way less resources, way less know-how, way less knowledge than this 40 year old. So how dare I judge me back then that did the best that they could and somehow it worked out, right? Because here I am (laughs) and they're the ones that got me there. And the same with our partners. Like when we're judging, why would you do it that way? Who taught you how to do it that way? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, if they've been doing it that way all the way up until they met you and somehow it's been enough to get them not only to where they are, but has made them who they are to the point that you were attracted to them. It was enough for you to choose them. How dare you decide now from your place of ego that your way is better? Right. So sometimes the best thing that we can do is if we think we have the better way, we model that for somebody by showing them how we do it. And if they think that it's better through their own filter in how they show up in their lives, they'll come over and go, wait, wait, show me that again. Or how about we do it your way this time? Because that seems to work. Or, wow, nobody's ever showed me that. And it's easier for them to accept it and easier for them to adapt to it if they're doing it of their own volition, if it's voluntary and it doesn't feel like they're, it's being shoved down their throat. Sometimes even if we have the best way, if it feels like it's being shoved down somebody's throat, they'll reject it just because they're a grown up now and they don't need somebody else telling them what to do in their lives. That may trigger some old trauma history, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful with how we give people who we are. Instead of asking or requiring them to take on our way, we're coming into a relationship. Part of that is for us to give them the space to meet our needs and to give us a different experience. That's why we're choosing partnership. We're not choosing us to be in relationship with. Mm. God, it was really powerful when you did the analogy of your younger self. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's because it's you, right? It's not like someone else where you're saying, oh, well, he is or she's like that. It's like, the, the, the point of putting yourself in that position of reflecting back to yourself really helps you then mirror yeah. that um, with open eyes. Yeah. Oh, most of us are so horrible to ourselves. Listen, we will have conversations and say things to ourselves about ourselves that we would never dream of saying to a stranger. We talk horribly about ourselves in ways that we wouldn't even talk about people that we don't like. And so like, right. So like if we would do that to ourselves, then we actually become our own worst enemy. And what's so bad about that is because we're in our own head 20 we record these stories and this music that comes to play in the background of who we are our entire lives. And nobody else can free us from that. Nobody else can break us from that. It's why our partners can say, oh my gosh, you look absolutely lovely today. And you go, no, I don't. My hair is too frizzy and I didn't put on my makeup right. We become these self-deprecating people because of the own, the conversations that we're having with ourselves all the time from a place of judgment instead of from a place of love and from a place of embracing and moving forward constantly knowing every day I'm one step closer to being a better version of myself if I give myself the grace, the space, and the love to do so. 
we give it to our partners before we give it to ourselves even. But if I'm holding myself to such high regard, if I'm super critical of myself, what happens is we get into this process where we go, well, I'm not treating you any different than I'm treating myself. You know, I'm only asked, I wouldn't ask anything of you that I don't ask of myself. And so if we're super critical, if we're super judgmental, then we automatically get up on this pedestal and expect our partners to meet us there because we're constantly working so hard instead of giving ourselves grace not to know everything, to be able to change what we thought we knew, to expand past and grow past what we've already come to know, and to be open to new possibilities that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to know everything. And the more open that we are to not knowing, the more we actually learn. Oh, spirit girl, you're freaking amazing. Like everything, (laughs) because, and and, I mean, look, relationships is something I absolutely love talking about, but Mm -hmm. it never occurred to me until I got into my own relationship, how much of a successful relationship depends on you. Oh, absolutely. You cannot have a successful relationship if you're not a successful you, because you'll go into the relationship making somebody else one, the center of your world when they should be an enhancement to it. You know, I tell my clients all the time, you have to be having an amazing life and be in progress. And you have to be so far into your enjoyment and your peace that when somebody wants to come in and be a part of that, you go, okay, wait, hold on, hold on because I have to tread lightly. I am so good with what my world is and how it's set up that I don't want to bring anything that would disrupt this piece, Mm. right? So that's important. They can't become the center of your joy or your world. And then the other part is they can't become responsible for meeting your need. Mm -hmm. Because again, you have to know your own need. They have to be, you have to strategize and you have to behave in such a way. So they cannot be the person that does that. So Unfortunately, so many of us come into relationships looking to be healed, looking to be fulfilled, looking to be taken care of, looking for the other person to give us the experience that we really should be coming into relationships to give ourselves. You could try to give me the world, but if I'm not happy within, if I'm not complete within, I don't care if you came in the house and gave me a thousand roses and a thousand kisses each and every day, if I can't receive it, if I can't embrace it, or if I don't even need it, it's not going to move the needle at all. So I have to know what I need. I have to be able to communicate what I'm going to do in order to execute getting the need met. And then I have to be able to have this kind of go back and forth with you, knowing that it's constantly changing in intensity. It's constantly changing in quality. I'm constantly growing and changing. And we have to be in communication with each other to make sure that as we ebb and flow and change and grow, that we're constantly moving in the same direction in our relationship. Hell yeah, girl. Okay, so if someone is in that situation right now where um, they haven't been ebbing and flowing, they haven't been communicating, and they're starting to feel the dust settle, what are mm-hmm. three things that you that they can do immediately in order to start to unwind that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first and foremost, we have to acknowledge, we have to be willing to acknowledge the ugly, the hard, the scary, to be able to verbalize between each other that we have a problem. Okay, because we cannot change what we will not acknowledge. So if we're walking around, acting a certain way, recognizing that something is wrong, but we've never verbalized, Houston, we have a problem. We have to be willing to do that. 
having the courage and realizing that neither of you are the problem, right? So we have to talk about that we have a problem so that we can work together to solve the problem, okay? The other part of this is that we have to be honest with each other about whether or not we are still motivated to solve the problem. <laughs> it takes, oh yes, because mm -hmm. listen, sometimes we're already out the door. Yeah. Sometimes we've already done our healing work and we are over this relationship or we've been so wounded that we know ourselves well enough to know, I don't care what you do, I don't care what you say, we are long past the point of return. I won't ever be able to feel for you the way I need to in order to be happy in this relationship. And I want you to know that that has nothing to do with the person, that has to do with you. That's a choice, whether you're going to choose to forgive somebody, whether or not you're going to allow yourself to receive the love and the efforts that they make in order to create a quality relationship with you. So you have to decide and both people have to be motivated because if one is not, no matter how hard the other person is working, they can't carry the entire relationship themselves, okay? And then the third part about this is we both have to commit to also do things to re-infuse the love. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we're motivated to working them out, but it took us this long to get here. It's going to take us some time to get out of this and falling in love again is a process. It's not a light switch that we can just flip on because we talked about a problem. It's going to take time. And so how I tell couples how you can kind of cheat to reinvigorate the relationship while you're working on the problems is to do new things with each other in new environments. Mm. And the reason for that, this is going back to now the chemistry, okay? Because the brain requires dopamine. Dopamine is the thing that excites us. It gives us passion, all of those things. Anytime we're placed in a new environment, it automatically sets off different parts of our brain because it's a new environment. So we're trying to take all of these things in. What you want to do is you want to have new experiences, fun dopamine inducing experiences with your partner. Because when your brain releases that chemical, which is going to cause you to feel good, it creates a state of euphoria, doing that activity with your partner automatically pairs pleasure with your partner in your brain. And so all of a sudden, the, when you think about happiness, when you think about fun, when you think about joy, your partner is at the top of your brain. And all of a sudden, the things that you began to, to remember loving about them, the way they smiled, the way it felt good when you were in unison with each other, the way she flicks her hair that drives you nuts, but you can't help but still laugh and get a little giddy. All of a sudden, your brain now gets that reactivation of those feel-good chemicals. And the love that you want, you realize, is actually still there. It just needs to be reinfused, reignited, and that tank needs to be filled back up in your relationship. Ooh, mm -hmm. go, so it's go. like, don't stop doing things together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, where can people find you, follow you? What should the show, um, everything oh, you're gosh. doing? Okay, so, so there's going to be some incredible things coming up. Uh, in the meantime, they can find me at Talk to Spirit on all of my social media. I'm Talk the Number Two Spirit everywhere. And every Friday, I actually do what I call Free Advice Friday. We've been doing it for like almost five years now, where I do a live chat for an hour, a live mental health chat, where folks can come over to my Facebook page. It's Talk 
to Spirit as well at noon Eastern Standard Time. I don't know where that is in every other part of the world. So you'll have to do the math. okay? And as well, my therapy practice. I have a great group. I have a whole team of therapists. So if anybody ever needs anything, they can find me at T2S Enterprises. T, the number two S. It's Talk to Spirit. Talk to Spirit Enterprises in Atlanta but I got a toll-free number, so if it works for you, it's 888-718-2T2S, or you can find us even on WhatsApp. Amazing. We'll put all of those links in the show notes below. So guys, guys, if you missed it, just click the show notes below. Um, And seriously, guys, this woman gave so many tactics, so many tips that literally, if you follow them, do it like a spreadsheet. Try a tip that she just suggested and tick it. Did it work or cross it off? It didn't work. Move on to the next one. But seriously, if you actually want to have a long lasting relationship, follow this woman, follow her advice. She's freaking fire. If you're not following me, guys, follow me at Lisa Billu. And if you're not subscribed and this episode did bring you value, guys, click that subscribe button down there. And until next time, Be the hero of your own life. Peace out, guys.